So we're getting into part one of this Holy Spirit series, and um, I really think that 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 God kind of orchestrated this moment. I've been looking forward to this for a, a while, and I had no idea that we would be in the middle of a pandemic when this series was set to debut, but here we are talking about the Holy Spirit, and one of the main reasons I'm excited about this is because I just really want to introduce you to my best friend, like for real, my best friend. Now, Annalise is my best friend on planet Earth. She is everything to me. We we do everything together. She knows me better than anybody else knows me. She's more important to me than anybody else is. But here's the deal. In, in a real, even a deeper and more spiritual way, the Holy Spirit really is my best friend uh, above everything. He's my best friend. And here's the thing. He can be your best friend too. Not only can he be your best friend, he wants to be your best friend. I believe that right here in the middle of a pandemic in 2020, the Holy Spirit can be your best friend. He wants to walk alongside you and comfort you and counsel you and direct you and lead you and, and, and just guide you and teach you. He's there for you. That's, the, that's his role. So what I want to do is just introduce you to the Holy Spirit. Now I have a question for you though because I have a feeling most of us have been here before where we had a friend that other people didn't like and they never met they never met our friend those people had never met our friend but they didn't like our friend they our friend was misunderstood have you ever had a friend like that 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 people didn't like because he or she was misunderstood like people thought oh, I don't know if I like that guy he's he's just a he's a he's a jerk I don't know if I like her she's a prima donna I don't know if I like <laughs> him because he acts this way he's a meathead he goes he's a gym rat you know whatever I don't know I don't like him because now they had never met our friend they had only heard about our friend but had never met our friend and I think the same thing is true about the Holy Spirit that there's a lot of people who they believe things about the Holy Spirit they don't like the Holy Spirit because of things they've seen and things they've heard from other people and I just kind of want to—I want to clear that up today. There's, I think a lot of people feel that way about the Holy Spirit because of misguided perceptions. People heard something. Uh, there was controversy, and so they go, "I don't know about that." Right? There was a disagreement about the Holy Spirit. Maybe there was uncertainty growing up, learning about the Holy Spirit. I think there 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 are even some people who have been told, "You better watch out for people who talk about the Holy Spirit." Like you, 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 hey, you better watch out for people who talk about the Holy Spirit. You know those holy rollers. Mm -mm, you better watch out for them because you know they they crazy, <laughs> they cray cray, right? And I'm just saying that's a sad truth, but it's the reality. There's a lot of people out there like that. So some of you've heard me talk about how I was raised in a Pentecostal church, and. Uh, my, my church growing up, we talked about the Holy Spirit. We focused on the Holy Spirit. In fact, we really focused on one gift of the Holy Spirit. That was the gift that we talked about and focused on more than any of the other gifts. And, and so there were some misconceptions along the way. The, the, the kind of church I grew up in really loved the Holy Spirit. We loved the gifts of the Spirit. Where I came from, there were only two kinds of churches that really talked about the Holy Spirit. And that was the kind of church where the women didn't wear any makeup. You know what I'm talking about? And then it was the kind of church where they wore too much makeup. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So I thought I was doomed. I thought I was gonna have to. I thought I was gonna have to marry an ugly woman because she she either wasn't gonna have any makeup or too much makeup, right? And I heard one time that uh, every old barn needs a little bit of paint. All right. <laughs> so so my my church focused on certain gifts of the spirit, and we're gonna address gifts of the spirit later on in the series. But because of that. There were people who had misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. And honest, I'm, I'm being honest with you, sometimes I had people who would come up to me and they would say, hey, you, you go to that, that, that church up there? Uh, Y'all handle snakes up there? And I'm like, handle snakes? Are you crazy? We do not handle snakes, right? But th they had a misguided perception because they'd heard something about one of those Holy Spirit churches. So... In my experience over the years, what I've noticed is that there are two extremes when it comes to churches, and, and really it boils down to, to two beliefs about the Holy Spirit. Two extremes, okay? One extreme is the church that believes in the Holy Spirit, and, and, and they kind of go really extreme. They believe so much that you have, to, you have to have one particular gift or you're not even saved. You have to have this particular gift of the Spirit, or you're not even a born-again Christian. So that's one extreme. The other extreme is a group of people who, they just don't even talk about the Holy Spirit. They don't, they don't want to get in, into that. They, they feel uncomfortable by it. They've seen some misrepresentation, so they don't want to get into it, right? And so today, what I want to do is just, I want to try to clear up any misconceptions that there might be. And I, I just want to, I want to set the record straight for what we believe about the Holy Spirit. And, and I, want, I want to introduce you to my best friend. He's my best friend in the whole world. And I hope, what I hope is, at the end of this series, you'll be able to say he's your best friend too. That's what I want. I want you to be able to say he's your best friend. So over these next several weeks, here's what I want from you. I want you to just... I, I want you to give me a blank page. I, I want you to just throw away any preconceived ideas or notions that you've had about the Holy Spirit. And so if you've been familiar with the Holy Spirit, maybe maybe just be open to learn something new. Be open to learn something you didn't know before. And if you've not had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I want to help you take that next step. All right? So today, my goal... Today is for, for us to just spend some time answering the question, who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? Now, I want you to imagine this like if, if we were meeting up at a coffee shop and I were to say, hey, I want to introduce you to my best friend and, and this is who he is. This is kind of how that conversation is today, all right? And so I want to show you a scripture in Acts chapter 19 this is, when, uh, this is when Paul goes to Ephesus. He's, he makes a trip down to, the, to see his Ephesian church. And he makes a trip down there and he says, it says that while he was, when he arrived at Ephesus, there he found some disciples and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And to that they responded, we didn't even, need, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. We had no idea. And so I want to just sit down with you and just introduce you to the Holy Spirit as if you didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit at all. 
as if you'd never even known there was a Holy Spirit, all right? So if we were at the coffee shop and I said, hey, this is my best friend, the Holy Spirit, here's what I'd tell you about him. I'd say, hey, this is my best friend, the Holy Spirit, and he is a him, all right? That's the first thing I'd tell you is he is a him. And that sounds a little strange, right? Like, what's, it's, it's not grammatically correct, I know. But here's what I mean. He's not a cosmic or mystical force. He's not a cosmic killjoy. He is not a spiritual, just a spiritual being, right? He's not an it. He is a person. He is the person of the Holy Spirit, right? And so I get asked sometimes, why is it then that he's referred to the Holy Spirit? If, if he's a him, why is he referred to as a, a spirit? And, and so there are a few Greek words, Hebrew words also, that really just don't translate well for us in our American culture, in our English culture. And so the translators did a really good job of translating, but there are a few words that we don't have English words for, for them. We just don't know how to translate it. And so they did the best job they could by, by putting spirit there, but it really could have been uh, interpreted a different way. So the King James, for example, is uh, King James refers to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost, right? The, the only problem is that nobody likes ghosts. We're like, woo, I don't know. I, I, like, the whole, I, like, it in the, I like it in the doxology. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? We like it there, but, but let's not put it. It's not, it's not, we don't like ghosts. And then the NIV says um, he's the Holy Spirit. Well, are, are we watching the Christmas Carol where the Spirit is, is, is talking to Ebenezer Scrooge? Because I'm like, I don't know about that, right? So ho Holy Spirit, and that just causes people to, to just be a little hesitant about the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to show you how Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit to his disciples. It actually comes in John chapter 14. And this is a passage of Scripture where Jesus is about to go to the cross... And for three chapters, he, he goes on this discussion with his disciples, and he introduces them to the Holy Spirit. And this is what he, what he says in, in John chapter 14, verse 17. He says, let me tell you about the Spirit of truth, that the world cannot accept him. Why? Why can't the world accept him? Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Who knows him? We do. We're his disciples. Who's Jesus talking to? The disciples. He says, he says you know him. Why? Because he, he lives with you. And he will be with you. And, and we are his disciples too. So we know the Holy Spirit because he lives with us. And he will be with us. So the reason I bring this up. The reason I'm talking about the Holy Spirit as a him, as a person, is, is this. Because if you see him, if you, if you see the Holy Spirit as a spiritual being, this mystical being or this cosmic force, you will relate to him that way. But if you see him as a person, you will relate to him as a person. 
And he is a person. He is personable. You can have a relationship with him. You can pray to the Holy Spirit. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. You can relate to the Holy Spirit. He's a person. So that's the first thing I'd tell you. The second thing I would tell you about the Holy Spirit is he is not weird. He's my friend and he is not weird. Now, Pastor Ben, if he's not weird, why are you telling us that he's not weird, right? So, so he's not weird. What you, what you need to know is that people are weird. The Holy Spirit's not weird, but people are. Now, you, you may have seen some things in church, and you may have attached the Holy Spirit to that thing. And you thought, man, I don't know about that. I don't know if I, don't know if I want anything to do with that Holy Spirit now because they, they did that or they acted that way. And I would just remind you, I'll just tell you, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. So sometimes people act weirdly. They do weird things. And, and then other people draw conclusions about the Holy Spirit based on what somebody else said or what they did or what they saw someone do. And they don't draw their conclusion on the Bible. So let me, let me give you this, this word of advice. And that is, don't let someone else's misuse or abuse of one of the gifts cause you to, to miss out on all the rest of the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Don't let, their, don't let their misuse or abuse keep you from walking daily with the Holy Spirit. And, and in John chapter 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. He says, I tell you the truth, that it is for your good that I'm going away. Jesus says, I've got, to, I've got to go to the Father, and it's for your good that I do this. Unless I go away, the Counselor, who's the Counselor? The Holy Spirit. He will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send Him to you. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I need some counseling in my life. See, the Holy Spirit's not weird. He's a counselor. He gives the best advice you'll ever get in your life. He comes and walks alongside you and he teaches you and he guides you and he corrects you and he, he leads you and he teaches you and he helps you. That's what we need in our lives and that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's, he's not weird. He's a helper. He's a counselor. And I need him in my life. You need him in your life. Right in the middle of this pandemic, we need him. Pandemic or no pandemic, we need the counseling of the Holy Spirit. And, and the third thing I would tell you is, He is God. We're sitting down over coffee. Hey, this is my friend, the Holy Spirit. He is a Him, in case you didn't know. He is not weird, and He is God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your friend, your best friend is, is God, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, He is God. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed how some pastors will pray and they end their prayer by saying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do we do that? See, I do that sometimes when I'm baptized or maybe if I preach in a liturgical or traditional church, I might say in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, why do I, why do I pray that way? Well, I can tell you it's not because I, I don't want to leave the Holy Spirit out. Right, he's a big boy. He doesn't get offended. It's not because I don't want him to feel left out. I pray that way because the Holy Spirit is God. He is as much God as God is God. He is as much God as Jesus is God. See, 
we, we have in our theology what we call a trinity. Uh, our, our, uh, it, it works like this. The trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Our God is three people in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So if, if you're trying to figure that out and you're struggling like the Holy Spirit's God, what? Let me show it to you in Scripture. In Acts chapter 5, this is the story of when, when Ananias and his wife sold some property and they lied about what they did with the money. Peter says, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? You've not lied to God. You've not lied to men, he says, but to God. So, that's a, just a clear example of how the Holy Spirit is God. You didn't, lie to, you didn't lie to men. You lied to God. Now, I want to show you several verses really quick where the three, the Father, Son, and the Spirit, show up all in the same spot. Let me give you those three really quick. Um, four places, actually. Uh, Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's three, three of them. All three show up in one passage of Scripture. The next verse in John chapter 14 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. That's Jesus. That's all three of them again. He's going to teach you all things. Now, I don't know about you, but I need him to teach me all things. I need him to teach me because I don't know. I'm not a smart enough guy, right? I need him to teach me and, and bring to remembrance all the things that Jesus has said to me. Then the next verse in John 15, 26 says, But when the Helper comes, right? When the Helper comes, whom I shall send, that's Jesus, from the Father, that's all three of them again. He, he's the spirit of truth, by the way. And he proceeds from the Father. His job is to tell us about Jesus. His job is to testify to us about Jesus. Y'all, that's incredible. That he's going to teach us about Jesus. I don't know everything there is to know about Jesus. I don't have it all together, y'all. I don't know everything there is to know about Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit to teach me about Jesus. And in Luke chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And the Holy Spirit descended on him. Who's it talking about? Jesus. In the form of a dove and a voice from heaven. Who would that be? The Father. And what did it say? You are my Son, whom I love. And with you I'm well pleased. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is God. He is God. So this is my best friend, y'all. My best friend is, is a him. He's personable. He loves people. He wants, to, he wants to be your best friend too. He is not weird. And he is God. But let me just, let me just tell you this last part. I've already kind of said it, but this last part is number four. He, he is he's my best friend. He's, he's my best friend. Like, I care about this guy. He cares about me. He leads me. He guides me. I, I can't do life without him. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. 
but Jesus is not with you. Can I burst your, your theological bubble right now? Jesus ain't taking the wheel, y'all. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. He's not taking it. He's not taking it. He's not here. And I know we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, right? And the whole salvation prayer. But listen, the Bible says that right now he is at the right hand of the Father. He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. But he's not just chilling. He's not just sitting back re relaxing. The Bible says he's making intersection. I, 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 intercession. But I use the word intersection because I view intercession as an intersection. It's where, God, it's where Jesus takes my hand and God's hand and puts it together to, to meet, right? It's an intersection. He's making intercession for you and I. He's an attorney fighting for our, on our behalf. And that's where he's at right now. So he's not, he's not here. So, so Jesus told the disciples that he was going away, but he would send a counselor. He would send a helper. I want to show you this again in John chapter 16. Jesus is telling them in this little three chapter piece where he's, a, he's about to go to the cross. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage. Everybody say advantage. Can I tell you that it is the, the Holy Spirit can be your advantage in life? The Holy Spirit can be your advantage in life and Jesus says it's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away the helper who's that the spirit the Holy Spirit will not come but but if I depart if I go away I'm gonna send him I'm, I'm gonna send him so I want you to think about it this way you have the upper hand you have the advantage you have the advantage when the Holy Spirit's living and walking alongside of you. I, I want to close out this, this message today with, with Paul's prayer to the, for the Corinthian people. Okay, this is Paul writing, and it, it's much like a prayer. And in the message paraphrase it says, Guys, I'm, I'm just praying for the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. Here's all three again, by the way. I'm praying for the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. Paul's like, I, I want you to experience the extravagant love of God. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Guys, that's what I want for you. That's my prayer for us. In this next several weeks as we uncover who the Holy Spirit is and we develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I want you to find intimate relationship with Him. That's a best friend. Intimate relationship, you, you can only get that from your best friend. A best friend is somebody you can, you can kind of kick back with. They know you, you know them. A, a best friend is somebody who you can just, you can kind of undo the top button a little bit. You can be yourself with your best friend. You don't have to put on any airs with your best friend. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants for us. is just this intimate friendship. And, and I'm just trying to introduce you to Him. 
He's my best friend, and I want him to be your best friend. So next week, I'm going to answer the question, what does he do? What does the Holy Spirit do? But right now, what what I want to do is I want to ask you a question. I think the most important question I could ask you is, what is he, the Holy Spirit, saying to you right now? What's he saying to you? What's he whispering to your heart? Because here's the thing. Our world, our life has taken a turn that we didn't see coming. Come on, y'all. Like, none of us a week ago would have imagined that our city, that our state, that our nation would be virtually in a lockdown. None of us imagined that the grocery store shelves would be bare. None of us imagined that our jobs would be in jeopardy, that you would be having to fight for food. None of us imagined that there would be a limit on people gathering together or that churches wouldn't be allowed to meet. None of us imagined that. And life has all of a sudden flipped the script on us. And maybe, maybe you're surprised like many other people are. Maybe you're today, you're living in fear and anxiety and worry and concern. And, and you're afraid about what the future looks like. Maybe, maybe you're... you're you're doubtful. Maybe, maybe you're concerned about how you're going to pay your bills. Maybe you're worried about all of that. And I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit wants to be close to you during this time. In the middle of this pandemic, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is called alongside of you. He's called to be right there with you in the middle of all this. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to walk with you and talk with you in the cool of the day. So if... if if you'd be bold enough right now, you're in front of a computer screen, you're holding the device in your hand, and you say, Ben, I need the Holy Spirit. I want Him to walk with me. I need Him in my life. I need Him to teach me and to guide me and to comfort me and to counsel me. I need Him today. If you'd just be so bold to, to admit that today, I want to lead you in a prayer. And if, if that's you, what I'd love for you to do is just click on some hearts or or type it in the chat line there or throw up a, a hand emoji and just let us know because right now I'm going to pray for you. So Lord, today, right now, Holy Spirit, I invite you right into the middle of every living room, of every automobile, of every break room where people are watching, where people are, they're leaning into you, Holy Spirit. God, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, would you just begin to comfort them like never before? You are called to walk alongside of us. You're called to empower us. You're called to equip us. You're, you're called right alongside of us. And Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for your power and your presence to feel and to comfort and to teach and to guide and to direct and to, to lead us in a powerful way. We need you, Holy Spirit. Would you fill us like never, ever before. Holy Spirit, I'm praying that you'd go to every room, every place where people are gathered right now. Holy Spirit, comfort them. Holy Spirit, lead them. Holy Spirit, counsel them. Holy Spirit, direct them. Holy Spirit, guide them. Holy Spirit, move on their hearts. Move on them today in a powerful way. And today, I, I can't pass up this opportunity to just acknowledge some people who may be watching and you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit 
And the truth is, you can't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. That's the most important relationship you need is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you need to know that you've got, you've got to have that relationship first and foremost. So maybe you've drifted. Maybe you're far from God. Maybe you have walked away. Maybe this pandemic has piqued an interest in you again. And, and that's why you're watching today. Maybe you're, maybe you're just checking things out. This is a safe way to do that. But I want you to know, I want you to know this. Jesus is not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He's not, he, he's not hurt by you. Jesus is madly, desperately, deeply in love with you. And he wants a relationship with you. If heaven has a refrigerator, your picture is on it. If heaven has a front, a front porch, he's standing on the front porch. He's, he's waiting. He's watching. He's, he's longing for a relationship with you. And the Holy Spirit is actually the one who can introduce you to Jesus. But you, you, you can't have a relationship with him until you know Jesus. And so I want to lead you in that relationship today. If that's you, I want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I need your power, your presence, your forgiveness. Would you wash me? Clean me up? Give me a fresh start? And from this day forward, I will live for you the best that I know how. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.